All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body slash uh, blog post. So I'm not exactly sure what this is going to be, but uh, I did want to sit down and, and talk with you a little bit about pushing your limits. So I'll get into that in a second. And I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Exploring Mind and Body crew. Uh, it means a lot to me. I just passed... 1500 downloads on iTunes last month. So that's pretty exciting. And it, I mean, that's not a lot. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a lot by any means, to be honest with you. But it's a lot for me. I think um, you before you get, I don't know, respectable or whatever it's called, any kind of real traction, they consider it around 10,000, I think. I don't know. But I do remember a short time ago, I was excited to get 300. And then 500. It seems to go up and down, but I mean, it's incredible that I can I can reach and there's people listening. Like it's, it's unreal. Because when I before when I started and I sat down and I mean there wasn't really many people <laughs> paying attention to what I had to say. But it's cool. Like I'm like I, I try to as often as possible try to relay. I'm just a regular person sharing my thoughts. So it's important for me to know people are out there listening and and are interested. Otherwise then you know my kind of mission to help i don't know inspire people or empower people is really it's really not there so uh, i just had someone write in becky wilson i hope you don't mind me mentioning your name but she wrote in and she said uh she just told me that i inspired her and she enjoys the show while she's working out and um that there was a small glitch with the the splitters are louder, and and it's kind of funny. I had this experience myself. I don't I don't listen to too many podcasts. To be honest with you, I, I haven't found a whole lot I like, and I haven't found a whole lot of. I guess I haven't made time to, to listen to them on a consistent basis. So, I listen to some business ones, and I find them incredibly boring at times. <laughs> and then I listen to some sports ones, like PTI is one of my, one of my favorite ones. I'm a big sports fan, so. Up here in Canada, we don't get the sports center. We usually get hockey highlights. <laughs> so we don't get the, the sports that I, I'm most interested in. But anyways, so once in a while, PTI throws in a commercial, and I have to take my earphones out or literally turn it down because it's so loud. So, And that's what that was something that, that came up. And I didn't, I didn't notice it myself when I listened. To, I listened to the show very sparingly. It's still not easy to hear my own voice, if you can imagine three years being on air um but becky said that it kind of hurts your ears because it's so loud and i know exactly what you're talking about becky so um i appreciate your feedback i really do i listen to everyone's comments because i want to continue to make the show better so that's something that we're gonna work towards i'm, I'm certainly gonna talk to my producer and see if there's something that we can do to not not do that because i know how uncomfortable it is like i said i, I literally have to take my earphones out and it's quite annoying, so I don't want to do that to you guys. I want to continue to get better. So um, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And today I'm talking about pushing limits, and that's because I just got back from this crazy mountain hike thing that was, oh, my gosh. It was the most extreme thing I probably have ever done. It, it, was, it, it was probably... I don't even know if, if there's anything I've done more mentally and physically challenging. So first of all, I'm not a hiker. That's just not something that I do. 
So <laughs> um, we're cl I'm close to the mountains. I'm very fortunate to where I live right now. I'm only probably two hours from the mountains. I can see them often, but they're, they're quite a ways away. And I have some friends, some very good friends that I'd say they go often. And often is, I don't know, a month. So one of them goes every other month, every other week or more. And then a couple of them done the West Coast Trail. I'm not sure if you're all familiar with that. It's a quite a famous hike. It's a week-long hike. And I'd say you have to be relatively conditioned and have the right equipment and all that to, to actually do it. And uh, so a lot of the, I think there's only three of them and myself. So they've been hiking for quite a while and they just kind of threw it out there. Who wants to go? We're on this group chat. And I said, uh, I might be interested because I like to go in the mountains. I've gone on a few hikes myself. Nothing like this, mind you. So anyways, I, I jumped into I jumped into the idea and the guys are great. Like they're some of my best friends. I've known them for 10 years plus and, and they're just great guys. And I, of course, I trust them. You're going up to the wilderness and you have to trust the people. Like you have to trust their experience and their I don't know, morality <laughs> that they're going to take care of you, especially me. Like I have never gone, I've never camped in, in the mountains before. I've never camped on a campsite. So not in a tent anyway. I think when I was little, we, we did something like that, but I'm just, I'm just not, I'm grew up in the city. I like the city. <laughs> when I came back for, I moved to this rural town when I came back from Germany, just being used to the city and I couldn't sleep because it was so quiet. <laughs> if you could imagine it was unreal like i was just used to I'm, i just li I like fast cars i like bright lights like that's kind of who i am i'm i'm transitioning to a, a quieter life but i'm certainly not not there yet and and that's just not something i was used to so or not something i'm conditioned for so we end up we drive out to um we're up there in Kananaskis, i think behind canmore for any of you that are local or, or used to hiking so we drive out, I've driven up there before, but never this far. So we drive about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes into the mountains. And then from there, we have a 14K hike, 14 kilometer. I don't know what that is in miles. I know many of you podcast listeners are only on uh, are only on podcast and, and listening to this and don't know what clicks are, kilometers are, but it's not a whole lot different. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have the translation, but it's a good trick. So we drive in about 20, 30 minutes. Then we have 14 kilometers, I don't know, maybe that's 10 miles of walking into our camp. So we start we start trekking and we're excited. Like I said, the guys were great. I borrowed someone's shoes, which I'll tell you about. Well, that was a bad idea shortly. Um, I had a, a, a professional backpack. I'm carrying my, my sleeping bag and my a tarp and clothes and food. So we're packed down pretty good and we're trekking. We're all pretty excited. A lot of this is downhill, <laughs> mind you, on the way there. So we're just we're just hiking. We're excited. We're all, everyone's in a good mood. Oh, this is such a great idea, which it which it was. I'm not going to change that throughout. The, but it was, uh, you know, it was it was it was difficult. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But so we get to the campground about 14 miles. It doesn't didn't really get difficult till 14 clicks. Sorry, 14 kilometers. So. We get to the campground, and it's in, we're in the woods. Now, if you're a camper, you know what I'm talking about. If you're like this from the city, from like me, like you don't know. Like there's woods there. There's we camp right beside a creek. There's no opening or clearing. There's a couple small open areas that you could fit your tent in, but there's nowhere to sit. There's no grass. It's like dirt. We're like in the middle of the trees. It's and I got there. I was like, man, 
where's the camp? Where's the campground? So no real campground. We're stuck in the trees. So we we unload our bags and we start opening up camp. So we're there. We're there setting up our tents and our sleeping bags. And then so once we're all set up, we hike another kilometer towards a lake. And a fascinating lake. Like oh, it's incredible. Like the, the water was I don't know if there's a color for it. So we're in the middle of the mountains. Like I've never I don't know you know, it sometimes kind of annoys me <laughs> when I go out to the mountains because I like to get away from people. I like to re-energize. I'll go out to the mountains with a friend or two and there's so many people around. It's like the whole city would be this closest city would be Calgary, but the whole city like floods the mountains and you can't can't get away from anyone. <laughs> so um, this was unreal. There's no one around. And it was just us, the four of us in the mountains. And that's it. So we, we go and find this rock area on the corner of this babbling brook. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was surreal. It was hard to explain. So we just start fishing. A couple casts in. One of the guys catches a fish. It's huge fish. And we ended up throwing back because we weren't sure exactly. Because you can only keep certain kinds of fish. We weren't exactly sure if that was the one. And then we figured we'd catch more fish later on, which didn't actually happen. So that's too bad. If it was one, we could have kept. But it was pretty cool. So we just hung out there. We fished a little bit. Then we hiked back the, a kilometer. So that's 16 kilometers that day. Um, we cooked dinner, and then we we hung out by the campfire. And that was pretty much the day. It was a, it was a long day. It was a big day. 16 kilometers for me. I don't know about you, but um, that was that was good for me. We we slept and we had a good sleep and we got up. We had breakfast and then we start hiking. And this is real hiking. So <laughs> it was. This was. I mean, I can't. Ex- I wish I could had better words to explain it. But we're hiking on the side of a mountain, like on the side of a mountain. There's just rocks and there's a r- really tiny path. And when you look down, you see this huge, giant, bright blue green kind of looking lake and the sun's shining on it and it just makes you think about like how incredible nature is and how small we are how be okay to say insignificant but we're just a small little flake of i don't know in this great big world and these mountains are ginormous and the beauty of the lake was just unreal so we're just hiking along and it starts raining on us a little bit so we pull out our rain, our rain jackets and we keep hiking then we get through we get through this this clearing like this we're in this big clearing then we get through the clearing when we go into these bushes like the trees again and these are the woods like these are the real woods <laughs> and you might think I'm ridiculous if you're a hiker but this is from me coming from a, a city person and not not experiencing anything like this before so i'm hiking into these bushes and it's dark and i'm like man i don't want to go in there <laughs> So, of course, I I go in there because that's the way we're going. And then we start hiking uphill. And uh, it it sways back and forth or switches back and forth. I'm not quite sure the right hiking word, but this is up. This is incredibly steep. I feel like if I could lay down, I'd almost lay down on the hill. I'd almost be standing upright. (laughs) So we're climbing up this hill. And I am exhausted. I'm I'm sweating and my legs are burning. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get up this hill. And I know the guys are struggling a little bit too. They have a little bit more experience. Well, a lot more experience. I don't know how much that plays into it. 
but it has to play some role. Like some of the guy, one of the guys, I don't know if he was even sweating, but he goes every other weekend. So, anyways, we're trying to get up this hill, and then we finally take a break. What we think is halfway up, and then <laughs> we start we start complaining a little bit, like if this is halfway up. But you know what the thing is, you're halfway up. If you think you're halfway up, then you want to go back down. It's a long trek back down, so you're kind of stuck there. And when I talk about pushing your limits or quitting, like in this case, you couldn't really quit. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get into that a little bit later. But there was no turning back. Like you could have turned back, but it wouldn't have done you a whole lot of good because you're already halfway up. I hope that that's making sense out there. So we uh, we gather our stuff. We had a bite to eat there, just snack food. We gather our stuff and we start hiking up again, which we think the path, they call it a pass. And the pass is like in between two mountains. So we're hiking up towards this pass and we're trying to get to another set of mountains. And we're right at the bottom of this, right at the bottom of this pass. And the wind starts to pick up. Then it starts raining, then sleeting, then like full blown snowing. So we get out our toques and gloves, our beanies, if you're in the U S and we're, and we keep walking up this hill and we look back and it was the most amazing sight I've ever seen. Like it was the mount, like just the mountain range and the trees and the water. And the lake was so small. We hiked up so high, and it was in. Oh man, I don't even know what to say. So now we're in this pass, and it is this crazy path. It was this huge meadow of just rocks and boulders, like giant boulders that fell off the top of this mountain that never made it to the bottom of the mountain. It just fell in this pass. And uh, this is where the first time we ran into a few people and they didn't bring good news. <laughs> so we're, we're trekking along and we're talk we talk to these group of people and they just, they tell us how they just saw a grizzly bear. And, uh, you know, I said, what? So yeah, of course we're in bear country. Like, you know, they're there, but you, I hope I never see them. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing one so far away. I'm not quite sure what it is, but that's not the case. Someone pu- pulled out their bear spray because they were it was that close. They were that scared. So anyways, they said the bear took off in the opposite direction after it saw a group of people, and, and they were good. Um, one, I was only really scared a couple, two or three times. One of them was walking up towards that mountain, towards that pass where we're at right now. And there were berries on, on both sides of the path, like a long stretch, probably a 20-minute walk with berries on both sides. So, of course, this is a bear haven. They eat berries. And at this point, we got split up. I should note that we were responsible. Like, these guys are, are, are hikers. They have the equipment. They have the boots. They, we had a GPS. Um, there was a satellite phone for emergencies. And then we had walkie-talkies. Only two people. So, if we ever split up, we'd be in groups of two. So, one of the guys left his fishing rod there the other day because he thought we'd be coming back. So, we got split up. And we had these walkie-talkies. So at this point, when I was a little scared, we had, there was only two of us. And we're walking through this path of berries. <laughs> so oh, I felt like turning around. So anyways, that's what, I was a little a little uh, on edge there. I had my bear spray in my hand. Anyways, so we're up at the pass. And we're, we run into these people that, you know, to tell us they just saw a bear. And then we get to the very peak. And this is where kind of where the guys wanted to go. That's where they wanted to reach. And then, so then it starts snowing, this crazy snowstorm. But it wasn't wet snow. It kind of hits you and fell off. We had rain gear on. And we're debating on going down the mountain, 
which which is where the bear was seen and which is where there's more hikes. So at this point, we're about 12 kilometers up a mountain, which is probably the hardest hike I've ever done. Well, which was easily. So we're at the top of this mountain looking at these incredible sights. We're taking pictures. We're celebrating a little. There was a, there was a chest bump involved. So we were just having a good time. We kind of, we, we kind of reached our goal. Unfortunately, that was only halfway. We had to go all the way back. And on top of that, the guys wanted to go down the other side of the mountain because there's supposed to be, you know, better sights. So they wanted to go down the other side of the mountain and then walk around, around the, the side of the mountain so they could get back home. But of course I wanted to go back. <laughs> oh, I was sore. I, to be honest with you, I was sore from the 14 or 16 kilometer walk the day before. So we just walked another 12 K and this was much more extreme, the most intense hiking I've ever done. And you know, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I was incredibly sore. I had this bat pack on that I'm not used to. My shoulder was sore. So my legs were sore. <laughs> There's a whole lot of complaining going on, but, but I mean, you don't think about that when you're at the top, when you're looking at all these incredible sites, like things you'd never see that a lot of people will never experience because of how extreme that hike, that hike was. And I'm not saying that I'm any better or that even that I was even in any better shape. Like I could have trained for that and I should have trained a little to be honest with you, but I didn't. And you know, people can do that. And there were so many times where I thought I couldn't make it. I really did, and, and I know that doesn't sound positive, but it's the truth. And the, like the, this mountain was so extreme, I, I looked up and I looked down, and the guys were walking on, and I know they were struggling a little bit too. And we we took, of course, we took breaks, but just getting through, and all you can do is take one step and put it in front of the other. In some cases, and I remember one of the guys said, "I looked up, and I might have let out a." a sign or a grunt <laughs> and he said just put your head down and put one foot in front of the other and I thought that was a great analogy for fitness and health and lifestyle because there's so much information out there there's so many things that happen in life and sometimes all you can do is put your head down and go forward put one foot after the other and I think at times when we set big goals we don't achieve them because first of all we quit too early and second of all we think it's going to be too hard so if you just put one foot in front of the other, you're finally going to get there. You're going to get to that top of the mountain. Consistent Persistence is one of my favorite shows on this on this uh, podcast. So you can uh, check that out. I don't know what show it is w- with me right now. Sorry about that. But anyways, one foot in front of the other, That's it's going to get you there. It really is. And that, that's how I found it. And, and I got to tell you, I was in, in, I was in a whole lot of pain. And that's not even... That's not even the peak of the my painful story here. <laughs> so anyways, so we, we start trekking down and my knee starts bugging me. So for whatever reason, when you're trekking downwards, like it's hard on your joints and, and my knees killing me, to be honest with you. So anyways, we're, we're carrying on and and we get to these uh, little shacks. I don't know what they're. They're not shacks, but they're little huts. And this is the first time I see real civilization in this crazy wilderness we're in and what happens is is they fly people in to stay in these little huts people fly in they hike around the area for a few days or a weekend and then some of them hike out which would be a 20 kilometer hike or they get flown out so there's different options there was actually a cool lodge there and I wish I knew the name of the mountains like I'm like I said I'm not a mountain person so I don't know the name of the mountains I can't direct you to where you should be going but 
it was it was quite in- incredible this experience so we're walking down the edge of the mountains and you see, see more lakes and, and trees and, and rocks and mountains that again you'd never see if you if you wouldn't if you didn't go this route you couldn't see it driving by you couldn't even see it going up half the mountain and we wouldn't have saw it if we turned back like we were planning on so we were all pretty happy <laughs> well they were for the most part yeah, I don't want this to sound like a whole lot of complaints. I'm hoping that it'll inspire you to do new things and push your limits. But the truth is, some like a lot of the hike was was difficult for me to enjoy because I was in so much pain. So I didn't, I wasn't wearing the right shoes. So my ankles were rubbing against the shoes. So I was, I was limping a little bit there. There was pain there. My left knee started bugging me. Towards the end of this hike, I couldn't bend it anymore. So I was kind of <laughs> limping along and dragging my leg. So it wasn't a pretty picture. Uh, and I hope that doesn't deter you from doing the things you want to do. But uh, it was a, it was, um, it was was an unreal experience. So we get to this lake and we, we fish there. We, fi- we fish at this lake and, and at the bottom we find, again, we find out we thought it was 10 clicks in, but that's only halfway there. It was actually 12 in. So now we're looking at 12 back. And uh, we're, I don't know, seven hours in. This, this ended up being an eight and a half hour hike. I mean, that was basically it. We start hiking back. Well, we stopped and there was a lodge there. There was a, a lodge there, just a, a small lodge with one room. You can order tea or a little piece of cake or a beer. So I, I had a tea like it was getting cold. The weather was unreal. Like the weather was, it was, it was hot at times because you're sweating with this backpack on. And then... You had a shell on, so you're sweating in this rain shell, and then it'd be, and then it would snow for a second. It would rain for 30 seconds. It would rain for five minutes. So, it was the most extreme weather I've ever dealt with. Anyway, so we're moving back. There was, I think, about 5k mark. Oh man, I was in so. I've never been in so much pain for so long in my life. <laughs> so, and like everything hurt. Like my shoulder hurt, my legs hurt, my feet hurt. So, and then I started to fall behind a little bit. And the guys were good about about waiting for me and and encouraging. Like they're great guys, and uh, I don't think I really held them back too much. At the end, at times, I just needed an ounce of pain relief. That's all, because every step brought more pain. So I just needed an ounce of of relief so i would stop just for a moment and uh, carry on and you know what's the kind of funny is like i'm not a fast walker to begin with like i, I take my time and uh, i like to cruise along and i don't walk fast this was most apparent when i was in Ger- when i was living in germany and everyone walked so fast like i couldn't keep up to anyone i felt like i could do it like a slow jog and keep up to all the fast walkers so these guys are not only fast walkers i'm trying to keep up with but they're fast hikers so <laughs> anyways i'm uh, uh i'm lagging behind a little bit and i so i would just stop for a moment we, there wasn't too many breaks like they would stop and look at a, a sign every once in a while but other than that we're moving forward and that was that and i like i don't know like everyone has a different pain tolerance i don't know how much pain i was in but i do know that I've never experienced that much pain before throughout my body. And I've done, like I've done a, a number of different, uh, like I used to, I thought I used to train to extreme to, in athletics. I would train up to three times a day often before seasons. And I would put myself through a lot of pain, but this was entirely different. And I felt like I was exhausted. I was literally exhausted. I could have collapsed at times. And I, and I know that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound safe, but I think it was. I had, I had people there. And um, I wasn't in any real life danger, but unless there's a grizzly bear around the corner, <laughs> but because um, there's no way I was running away from anything. But, you know, I've never felt that exhausted before. Like I felt like I could have just 
passed out. But the guys would have never let me hear the end of that one. So <laughs> I pushed on. And it, it was eight and a half hour hike, 26 kilometers. I, I don't know like what people do. I honestly don't know what a long hike is. But to me, that that's incredibly long. I think the whole weekend ended up being 55 kilometers in three days. Man, I got to tell you, uh, I'm exhausted now still. This is the next day. Yesterday, we hiked in uh, 14 kilometers. I guess I should tell you, like, we got back, and I was in some rough shape. I didn't really say much. Um, so I just wanted a warm tea and a fire in, in bed, and that's all, that's it. That's all I wanted. The guys were, were uh, we cooked some food, and we joked around a little bit. But for the most part, I was done. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever been that exhausted. So that was pretty much it. I think we all kind of are limping around. We, we packed up our bags in the morning, had a, a brief breakfast, and then hiked another 14 kilometers out to our to our car so that was a big day um it was a big day but i mean i can't thank the guys enough like it was such a great group they're all all supportive and and, and great guys and they're uh i wouldn't like they gave me equipment and they we changed shoes a couple times and because my feet were killing me and they had jackets and tent like they all did that for me like i wouldn't have been able to experience this without them Although I probably wouldn't be in this much pain, <laughs> but uh, one of the guys said it was—it's so worth it to get to the top and look around. I'm starting; I'm slowly starting to understand that and realize that—that it—that it was. But to like at this point, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to go back and do it. It's just not—it's just not something I'm, I'm interested in right now. And I'm limping around like I am seriously limping around right now. Like every bone and or every muscle in my body hurts so but it was incredible like I, I, I would have never been able to see those things and pushing yourself past those limits like I was saying earlier there were times where I thought I, I couldn't go on and, and I I believe I'm strong mentally like I think that's was, uh, that's a part of me that kind of stands out from the crowd that I'm strong mentally and and I want to say that at times I was mentally broken down and couldn't move forward like I just couldn't see the end of the light at the end of the tunnel and we were walking towards 12, well, what I thought was 10K, so about 7. And I was thinking about walking towards 10 and then trying to make another 10 back. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, of course, have, having the guys there and their support, that, that definitely got me through it, which is another reason why having a supportive environment around health and fitness is so important. It's so important in any realm of life. Just, just having support and knowing that you can rely on people to help you get through the difficult parts in life, you know, and having that experience, like part of me feels proud, and I feel, I feel like I've accomplished a great feat. Like twenty six clicks in a day is clicks is short for kilometers. If you're not sure what I'm talking about there, and you'll have to do the math yourself if you want to know the <laughs> the comparison to miles. But it's far, regardless. <laughs> it's a long way. So uh, just having support and encouragement in any realm of life, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need that to get by. There's so many com life comparisons. And usually, like, when I would, the only real comparison, like, if I wasn't an athlete, if if I didn't have that background, I don't know if I would have been able to push through. I don't know what I would have done. Because, like I said, there's no way to quit. There's no turning back. You're there. You're in the middle of the mountains. There's no one going to pick you up in a car. There's no one going to carry you home. Like you're out there and you have to do everything you can to get back. And I think quitting defines people at times. You're, if you quit, you usually quit a lot. 
and that you can let that define your life. And if you if you succeed or if you push forward or if you push through that pain whenever you think, it could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be mental. Whatever your pain is, if you push through it, you usually push through it, you know, time and again because you have that ingrained in you. And, and don't get me wrong here, I don't think you're any different, like we're any different uh, because I think that quitting defines people on many levels and that can always be changed. You can always change your mindset. You can change whatever you call a destiny. You can change your uh, life purpose. If you if you, if you change it, then you're changed. Then you can re, re-ingrain whatever lifestyle, whatever purpose you want to live. But I do think a lot of us, it, once once we decide we're going to quit and we quit over and over again, and that, that's entirely different than failure because I believe failure is certainly a positive in life. But if you're looking towards just quitting for the sake of quitting because you don't feel like doing it, I think we, I think that becomes a habit and we do it over and over again. So getting through this this weekend and after the 14k, like again, like I was <laughs> struggling to get to get through that the last couple uh, kilometers and and I did it. And I usually feel more proud when I finish something strong, like you finish something 100 percent. Uh, you gave it everything you had. I think I did. Like I don't. I didn't feel great about how it finished, but I, but I'm quite certain that's that's all I had. Like I was entirely exhausted. I laid down uh, in the truck bed when we got back. But it was an incredible experience all around. Of course, you become closer to your friends by experiencing something like that. I think everyone was pushed to the limit on some level. Even some of the guys. Even the guys that. Well, I guess all of them like hike on a more consistent basis, but. Even the most conditioned person, I think, could appreciate that that was a that was a long, a long trek, and we got through it together, and we made it happen. And I think that success, everyone values success on a different level. I think shows one fifty was finding success that I put together on exploring mind and body. So it was just an unreal experience that I wanted to share with you. And I I had food with me the whole time. That's important. I'm on the way back. We didn't take many breaks on the way back. I think everyone just wanted to get through it. And my knee was, uh, you know, it was difficult to keep up because on the way down, on the, on the way down these hills, my knee was really bugging me. So I had to slow down and everyone, of course, naturally sped up. And so that was, that was hard for me to, to get through. But I ended up getting a cramp in the back of my calf because I was favoring the front of the knee. And I wanted to share that with you guys out there too. If you're into health and fitness and a lot of times if someone injures one side, then they work out the other side, which doesn't make sense to me. So if you're doing um, a bicep curl uh, on, on your right arm because your left arm is injured, what do you, you can't, you're not just going to do a bicep curl with your right arm. <laughs> this happens a lot if I'm training someone or we're in a class. They're like, oh, I'll just do one leg. Like, no, you can't do one leg. Like, don't do one leg. Stop it. <laughs> if you do one side, one leg, you'll be walking in a circle. All right, so never mind. Disregard that. Um, but you just don't do one side because there's an you need an equal balance with everything you do in life, but in your body. So that's a prime example. I, I, of course, I was trying not to limp because I knew there was going to be benefit or there was going to be uh, drawbacks. And it, of course, it happened. The front of my knee, everything balances out. So the front of my knee was in pain. I was I was favoring it. So the back of my knee, then it um it went into a I don't know the word. It went to a cramp. So everything tightened up and I couldn't barely bend that left leg. So, oh man, if you can imagine the mess I was in. I'm not proud of that, by the way. I hope it doesn't sound like it. 
I'm certainly not. I wish I finished that in prime, <laughs> prime health, but that wasn't the case. So, um, but that, I just wanted to share that with you. I was thinking about that while I was walking because a lot of times I'll train someone, they hurt their shoulder and they just do the other shoulder. And I'm like, you don't do that all the shoulder, skip the exercise or do another one where you can work both of them at the same time or not either one of them. Later on, you'll have to strength, strengthen the weaker one. That was that was the extent of, of my hike, and that was pushing my limits, and, I've, and I'm, I'm quite certain I've never pushed them to that extent, and I hope you do. I hope you push your limits, and I hope that's, that's something that you don't shy away from or that you're not, not afraid of because it's such an incredible experience, and as much pain or discomfort I was in, I'm so glad I did it. And I probably w- I wouldn't have done it in in any other circumstance. So I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I got a chance to share that with you. And I, I just want to thank you for being here, like being a part of that, and um, you know, listening to my story. I guess uh, if you want to share with me, I'd love to hear. Like I love feedback. I really do. I think I'm not quite sure at what point you you get too much feedback, or you get to the point where people are like, oh, uh, don't 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 email me. I I use this one service for my ebook my book detoxify yourself i use this book service and they said oh we actually encourage you to use email i said excuse me like they don't uh it's it's hard for me to comprehend when people don't want that you're paying for their services and they don't want to talk to you or for example or then i sent them an email and they sent me like a one line one line answer back that was completely unclear and didn't answer anything for me so that was frustrating (laughs) but anyways i getting back to my point i'd love to hear from you if you have if you want to send me, I think I'm going to let's. I'm going to direct you to my Facebook page on this one, trueformlife.com, and uh, that's my Facebook page. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a separate write up about this. This is just me talking. Usually I have notes. Usually I have something written out. This is a little different. This is just me just talking about my experiences. Uh, I'm not exactly sure uh, where I'm going with all this stuff. I, I want to th- thank Becky for coming in for for writing in. That's where I got the idea of, you know, if you guys want to write back one of your extreme experiences just to share that with me, I think that would be cool. It would be nice to hear that other people went through some difficult, challenging things that make, made them stronger. And uh, I'm certainly working to make the show better. I'm struggling, to be honest with you, I'm struggling a little bit with where to direct traffic. So I have completetruthprotein.com. As most of you know, that's a sponsor of the show. That's that's my supplement. That's uh, that's the main website. Then I have trueformlife.com. That's my fitness slash health coaching site. And then I have exploringmindandbody.com. So at this point, it's so there's so much to juggle. There's so much to do. I do them all myself. My I'll do all the updates and the designing of the website, all that back end stuff. And then my social media pages as well. So I'm kind of struggling with trying to put them all together. And I, I worked hard to optimize all of them and put a lot of time and effort into them. So I don't want to erase any of them or I don't want to lose the traffic I'm getting. And I don't want to take away from the experiences you guys have. So I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep my uh, True Form Life Facebook page. Um, that I had that since the beginning. And I also had my trueformlife.com website for the longest time. So And then uh, I think my Exploring Mind and Body site's getting the most traffic. So I don't want to get rid of that. So... If anyone has any business <laughs> advice out there, I'm trying to figure out how to put that together so I have more time to do this, to be honest with you. I'm look, I'd like to do more radio stuff, more audio stuff, and uh, make that make it all better and make it more clean and professional. And at times, there's there's so little 
there's just a whole so many hours in the day to do everything that I'm doing. So uh, I don't know why I'm just kind of venting and sharing that with you guys. I kind of feel like personal. I have such a personal connection with with a, with an audience. So I hope you don't mind that. That's all I got. That, that was me sharing my story, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't a whole lot of rambling. If you want to share your story with me, go ahead and send me a message at facebook.com slash trueformlife. It's nice, always nice to know there's real people tuning in and listening, and thank you for all your downloads last month. Uh, hopefully we can keep moving forward. I'm always looking towards bringing you, you know, better content. Um, the show's coming up. We just had Laura Jane on, raw food chef, raw terrian. And we have some more. We have uh, another raw food owner coming up on the next show. We have Dr. Davis coming on, the author of Wheat Belly. And then we also have a, a pers- another personal trainer who thinks a lot like I do. We have a lot in common. So those are all coming up in the next few shows that I actually recorded a couple today. And I was inspired. I wanted to get back in front of the mic. <laughs> this is actually in front of my uh, in front of my computer. Anyways. I don't want to take up any more time than necessary. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your time. I'm so grateful to have you with me. And uh, I look forward to more podcasts with you. Take care. We'll catch you on the next one.